One problem facing people at many levels of business is how to make time for a work life and a personal life. Do you find that one seems to keep getting in the way of the other? This is the Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris. Even if you're not involved in the business world, you'll have a lot to gain by tuning in to today's show. Now, here is your host, Rick Morris. And welcome to another edition of the Work-Life Balance. So happy to be back with you guys live. Uh, I, was, I was a little bit under the weather last week, uh, so we did a replay, one of my favorite replays, though, uh, of leaderships. But um, we, are, we are back, we are live, we're ready to go. It's been a crazy week. Luckily, uh, I've been home all week, which is, is a bit of a change. Uh, and getting ready to go to, to Buffalo, New York, where it's nine, right? It's nine degrees right now. So uh, not looking for Let's jump right into our show today. Uh, I've got a great friend of ours uh, on the show. Um, he's been building and developing sales teams in the corporate world for over 15 years uh, the last 10 years, he's been traveling the country, expanding into parts of Africa, teaching leadership at schools and nonprofit organizations. He works a lot with high school youth and in, in making sure that they feel empowered and inspired. Uh, and he actually is part of InspiredMotivatedLeadership.com. Uh, and, and how we met actually was at a John Maxwell team event. Uh, so he's a fellow uh, John Maxwell team person. And, and lo and behold, all of a sudden, this dude just jumps up on stage Knocks it out, gets the crowd hype. I mean, in front of, you know, literally 4,000 people. Uh, and then John Maxwell joined him on stage and, and did a little dance with him, which, which I think is a, one of those you had to be in the room type of moments. Uh, but uh, it's one that I'll never forget. So I reached out to Jesse and we've been talking ever since. So let's bring him on to the show. Jesse Smith, how you doing, bud? Hey, man, doing fantastic. I appreciate you so much uh, bringing yeah, me Yeah, and, you know, I, I want to dive right in uh, to kind of our shared uh, love or passion, and then we can, we can break that into the leadership side and all of that stuff. But really, I mean, you and I both came out of the entertainment world, and that's where we bonded initially. Talk to people a little bit about just that background. Yeah, so I have, uh, I have been super infatuated, passionate about music uh, since I could walk, crawl. I sang my first concert at church, singing the books of the Bible at the age of three, and uh, literally started touring churches uh, at three years old, doing that song and and uh, did that for a long time. And, uh, you know, if you would have asked me in high school what I was doing, a lot of people were you know, a lot of people were trying to figure out what college they were going to go to because, you know, they, they had these professional careers that they had thought up. And I had really zero desire to do that. All I could think about was I wanted to do music. And, uh, and so, um, I remember, (laughs) I remember learning that just because you're passionate about something and excited about something doesn't mean that everybody shares your, uh, same vision. (laughs) Um, in high school, I was a, uh, I was a band geek galore. Uh, you know, I had a letter jacket, but the only thing I lettered in was band. That was it. And, uh, and so, uh, one day we had a, we had a, uh, uh, we had a substitute teacher and I happened to be sitting in front of the girl that I had the biggest crush on in my life, uh, at that time. And, you know, she didn't hardly know I existed and never talked to me except for this one day. She, we had this substitute teacher. She must've been bored out of her mind. Cause she turned around and looked at me and she goes, so, uh, what do you want to do, you know, when we graduate? And I'm like, here's my chance. I'm going to impress the socks off this girl. <laughs> and I said, you know, I, I'm going to do music. And she goes, 
looks at me with her head cocked and she goes, dude, music, like what, playing the orchestra? And I was like, no, you know, I want to do pop music. And back then, you know, it was Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were the big things, right? So I said, you know, I do pop music, you know, kind of like NSYNC and Backstreet. And she goes, sweetie, you, you have to be good looking to do pop music. <laughs> so, uh, you know, so I learned really quick that just because you have a vision and are excited about something doesn't mean that everybody else uh, shares that vision. So at age 19, um, I was traveling in a, a band, uh, kind of like a, a Southern rock band. I was the drummer and backup singer. We had a couple of uh, record auditions then. Didn't work out. The band disbanded. Um, I kind of got bummed out and ended up uh, stumbling into this thing that uh, I didn't have much experience in, but this thing called hip hop dancing. And so um, I ended up finding myself at the age of 20, just like diving in deep to this uh, and by the age of 25, I found myself out in Hollywood as a signed dancer um, and uh, started doing work with people like Justin Timberlake and Rihanna and started working with all the crews from Step Up and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, and, and so that's that's where, you know, I, I had this had this little brief moment of success. But I also learned that just because you have a brief moment of success does not mean that, uh, you know, all of a sudden your life is made. And so wound up ending up into some hard times um, and uh, and really battled depression and battled battle a lot of like uh, self-worth and self uh, anxiety and all that kind of stuff. Um, but found found purpose again by traveling around and talking to youth about chasing your dreams and, and, and not giving up and overcoming obstacles. And that's kind of how things have just progressed from there. Yeah. I mean, the music world is difficult. And again, that's where we bonded. I worked with Justin and, and the guys back at the Mickey Mouse Club. As a matter of fact, uh, you're going to be with me in May when we do the Mickey Mouse Club reunion. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was running you know, with, with NSYNC and the guys and, and, you know, knew all these guys and, and grew up with them. I didn't have a musical bone in my body. I can hear music and I can produce music, but I couldn't make it. I was always so jealous. You know, <laughs> that they just sit down at the piano and just start banging out a tune. I was like, man, I want to do that so bad. But it is a brutal, brutal industry. We've actually had uh, David Nickel. We call him D-Nasty. Uh, he wrote uh, Digital Get Down for NSYNC. He's been on the show. Uh, we've had a few of the Mickey Mouse Club kids, you know, Chase and Damon and, and those guys have been on the show. Um, but this this whole musical world, people think is so glamorous, and and it's like the top zero zero point four percent, right? That that actually yeah. really really make it. Otherwise, there's the millions of people that are just going after it, thinking you know they're going to be the next Britney or the next Rihanna. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I think that that's interesting in a perspective that you can bring. You and I started talking about. Um, trying to come up with some sort of workshops or some things for the youth to get them prepared for this world. So like if you were giving the, the 19 year old self uh, of you some advice about uh, what the future is about to hold, what, what would you have done differently? Man, you know, this whole year um, I have been really thinking about that. Um, you know, because I'm a performer uh, you know, it's a very easy tendency for you to start chasing success and when you start chasing success, um, whatever you're focused on, you're you're going to do whatever it takes to get to that, right? And so um, you can quickly become a people pleaser to where you start doing things because you think that's what people are looking for. And whenever you start doing that, it's very easy to start losing who you are. And wow. if there was one piece of advice that I could give to somebody is, you know, James Allen wrote a book many years ago as a man thinketh, 
And the most powerful quote in that book is know thyself. And I'll tell you what, the, the biggest thing that I have been discovering over the last, you know, really the last five years is that no matter what you do, you will never be fulfilled until you bra- embrace who you are. And I have, I, I so badly, I remember even, you know, when I was listening to music and stuff like that, I would find myself writing music like Chris Brown, writing music like Usher, writing music like Justin Timberlake, because I was like, oh, that's what the people want. That's what they want to hear. So I need to just duplicate that. And that's what's going to help me be successful. But then what happened was I completely lost who I was. I completely lost, you know, the, 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 the value that I brought as a human being. And, and, you know, I heard this saying that that's completely true. And I, I I've been <laughs> saying it wherever I can, but we're not human doings. We're human beings, but we focus so much on what we're doing. And we think that our value comes from what we do and your value doesn't come from what you do. Your value comes from who you are. And when you approach life from the fact that I already have value, I don't have to do something to earn that value. Um, I think that, you will approach life completely in a different, uh, a different avenue and a different lane. And, and really, I think you'll, you'll find success that you're really looking for um, because you're, going to, you're, you're always going to be the most effective person being 100% authentic than if you're trying to be somebody else. Well, and you just said the word, and, and, and that, that's what was screaming. I think that's what we really resonate to uh, with John Maxwell team. Even as a speaker, it's if you're trying to be somebody else, then you lose your authenticity. And if you're not authentic, that's why the music wasn't connecting. That's why my speeches weren't connecting early on. It's because I wasn't being authentic. I wasn't being you know me yeah. in, in that sense. And just as yep. you were saying, you were trying to write like Usher, write like Justin – those guys are authentic though. I mean, that's, that's kind of who they are. They keep breaking ground. Every time Justin comes out with something at first, I'm like, I don't know if I like that. And then you see the (laughs) whole industry kind of change to what he's doing. You're like, yeah, a couple of times, always just breaking new ground. Um, So I love the authenticity piece. Uh, What, what brought you, and we've got about three minutes to break here. What brought you to, what caused you to join John Maxwell team? Uh, so, you know, my business partner and I, we, uh, were, we were running a, a, a hearing aid uh, company. And so we were just looking for more ways to add to our leadership as we were leading our teams. And we also knew that we were going to branch out and do, we wanted to teach people how to reach their potential. We wanted to teach people how to become better leaders, not only just within the business world, but just, just period in the, in the world. And so um, I was actually just looking for something that could feed us. And uh, I ended up bumping into the John Maxwell team just by simply searching online. And, uh, and once I saw that, though, because I'd heard of John through his books and, and some other things, um, I knew that's exactly where I wanted to go. I've, I've done a lot of studying with, you know, Tony Robbins and, and uh, you know, Zig Ziglar and all those kinds of things. And they have programs, too. But when I saw John's, I was like, no, that, that's where I want to go. Yeah, I was with you on that. I've seen a, a ton of them come and go, but the moment I heard, you know, it was John and he was doing it, I, I was, I couldn't wait to go meet my mentor. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And he does that whole, you know, aw shucks routine and I'm John and I'm your friend, but I mean, he's changed the lives of millions around the world and now, yeah. you know, we're changing, changing lives in, in countries. So yeah. um, I'm so happy to have you as, as part of the team and we're going to continue this discussion with uh, Jesse Smith. 
While we're on break, though, you can check out inspiredmotivatedleadership.com or you can do jessepaulsmith.com. And there's no I in that. So it's just J-E-S-S-E. Uh, check out Jesse. And we're going to take a quick break here. Let the uh, bills get paid. And we'll be right back in the work-life balance. You're listening to Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R-Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R-Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. In today's hyper-fast, super-competitive business world, on time is now too late, on budget is now too expensive, and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality. So you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management. From CA. Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to this edition of the Work-Life Balance. We're spending time today with the original P. Diddy. That's Jesse Paul Smith. Uh, <laughs> he, he had the title first. We, we have documentary proof. Uh, let's see if we can't start something viral that way, Jesse. But uh, <laughs> welcome back to the show, Jesse. Um, you know, we, we were just talking on a break, though, and you were telling me that you had a little bit of a sneak peek of a, a big product launch you guys are going to do. Why don't you talk to me about that a little bit? Yeah, we're, we're, getting, ready to do, uh, we're getting ready to do a product launch for uh, something we teach called the real secret to motivation. You know, the last clip I was talking about being 100% authentic and, and really understanding who you are. And, you know, we have had 
Um, my business partner, Mike, and I have been going in and, and helping companies. And we have a sales, you know, we call our, our company, it's a sales and leadership development company. But, you know, at the core of what we are is we're, we're, we're really teaching people to understand who they are first and then learn how to understand other people. And, and uh, you know, we, we have seen some astronomical growth come from companies that are going through this and really getting a clear understanding of how they tick and why they do the things that they do. And, you know, some of these companies have gone through, you know, uh, personality assessments like DISC or the Enneagram or the color wheel or, or, uh, you know, uh, some of those products. And, um, we actually have had three different companies now that have gone through all of those. And, um, when they've gone through our course, they said that, uh, it just added a deeper layer to what they already learned through those things and has, has really amplified how they operate. And, um, it's been cool because they, you know, people that were underperforming in their company before, uh, you know, are, are just killing it now because those people, um, really understand, uh, they get a really clear understanding of who they are. They're getting a really clear understanding of what their purpose is. And when you really get clear and dialed in on your purpose and you understand that, you do have value. And just because you do things differently than somebody else doesn't mean you do things wrong. It just means you do things different. But when you can completely embrace who you are, uh, you know, and, 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 and see how much value you bring to the table, uh, the place that you come from, what, whatever you're doing, whether it's building relationships, whether it's, you know, building a business, whether it's selling products, uh, you just come from a completely different place and you'll see your results completely change. We, we, uh, we talk about this formula, belief plus action equals results. And most people, they want to focus on an action. I want to get a better job or I want to make more money or I want to see my business grow. So I'm going to buy, uh, I'm going to buy this course. that's going to teach me a new skill. I'm going to learn how to do Facebook ads. I'm going to learn how to sell better. I'm going to learn how to do these things. But the problem is, is that they're not addressing the belief system. And if we don't honestly believe that we have the ability to do what these programs or what this skill set is going to, it claims it's going to give us the results of, you will never exceed, your results will never exceed your belief system. It's just like John teaches in the law of the lid with leadership. Your, your organization will never exceed the, the, the leadership lid, lid, lid that you have. And so with the real secret of motivation, we're getting people really clear on, first of all, what their purpose is, which is helping them build a better belief system. And it's also getting a really clear picture of who they are. And, and uh, you know, I just had one client of mine that went through this and uh, she was, she was you know, making about $15,000 a month in her business. And with it, six months, she went to $35,000 a month. I didn't teach her anything about sales. We just taught her about her and her relationships and how to build better relationships. And she's absolutely killing it right now. So we're super excited to make this thing uh, an online course that we can start impacting more people with. And is that going to be through the inspiredmotivatedleadership.com that that's going to yep. launch? Yep. Yeah, you're, you're, we're going to be doing a lot of announcements on that with our Facebook page and stuff like that as well. So, so you you know you mentioned and, and I've done them all right, Disc, Enneagram, Strength Finders, yep. right, the yep. Hub, um, the Color Wheel, the Hub. I can't remember what they call that one, but in any case, um, so what's different than right? So so Disc is about communicating outwards. Myers Briggs about what 
what's within me. Strength finders is, you know, where my strengths are. What's different about your program? You know, the thing of it is, is that it's, it's not so much, it's not so much that it does a ton of things different. It just, you know, with, with disc, it's, it's, uh, it's still pretty general as far as, you know, there's four different quadrants you can fit into and, you know, they combine one or two of those quadrants as, as your, you know, your prominent ones or whatever. And, uh, you know, what it just, what the real secret to motivation does is it doesn't just address, it doesn't just address your personality type. It addresses, yeah, one, how you, how you can motivate yourself to get things done. Cause I mean, how many times have we gotten frustrated because we really wanted to get something done? We knew we should have got it done, but we just still didn't do it. Right. And we're trying to figure out how to motivate ourselves. You know, I, I just had a conversation with uh, a friend of mine that, uh, that, that talked about, you know, she was like, listen, I know I need to go to the gym. And she goes, I, you know, I I keep telling myself that if I don't go to the gym, that, uh, you know, if I don't go to the gym, I'm not going to be as healthy. And, you know, I I'm supposed to go with a friend of mine and I keep disappointing that friend of mine. And I don't like disappointing people, but even though I know that those are things that I don't like, and I I'm trying to tell myself if I don't do those things, you know, I'm only hurting myself. I still am not motivated to go. And I said, yeah, but that's because you're not a motivated by negativity. You're motivated by positivity. But if you're sitting there trying to motivate yourself in a negative way, you know, some people are mo- motivated that way. Some people are motivated by, by negative. They've got a lot, they've got to have some sort of painful experience or painful, uh, you know, consequence to make them move. And some people, they need the positivity. They need the gratitude. They need that they need that pleasure to, to motivate them. And if you don't know which person you are, you're going to sit there, try to motivate yourself a way that somebody else told you that they motivated themselves with, and it's not working for you and you can't figure it out. Well, it's because you don't understand how you're motivated. And so when you really get clear on what that is and, and, and how you motivate yourself, it, it turns all around for you. And, and that same person, I had a conversation with her. I said, why don't you try writing things down in a positive way? What's going to be the benefit by you going? And she goes, it was really interesting because just by doing that, I found myself going to the gym five days this week and I could hardly get myself to go to the gym two days for the last three months. And so it's just things like that, that really get you dialed in on how to motivate yourself. And then when you know how to motivate yourself, you're going to be much more effective in motivating other people. So is it just a motivation or is purpose involved? Like, you know, one of my favorite quotes of all time from John was, you know, the, the two greatest days of your life are the day that you're born and then the day you find out why. Yeah. Um, is it, is it blending motivation and purpose or? Yeah, very much so. It's, it's taking, it's taking, you know, what we call the, the six elemental, uh, the six foundation elements of life and, and, and building those into um, how that, drives your purpose. Okay. So, because, so if, if, if somebody's purpose, for instance, if somebody's purpose is to do music, right, their purpose is to, is to do music, to make an impact in the world. Okay. That's their vehicle. That's their, their purpose is making an impact, but, but the elements of life, the six elements of life that I have, every single person on the planet has these six elements that, that drive their personality. Well, the way that my elements are designed and the way that your elements are designed, we could have the exact same purpose, but our elements, our elements are arranged differently. So it's going to drive us differently. Gotcha. And so until you understand what your elements are and how they're arranged, then we get you focused on your purpose, which then 
which then, you know, we get into faith about you either have faith that things are going to work. You have faith that things aren't right. And that's going to drive your belief, which is then going to drive your actions, which is then going to drive, or which is going to drive your vision, your idea, which then drives your plan, which drives your actions. And we get into this whole elemental circle of life that, that you can really build a plan on, but it's built on this core of understanding first who you are and how you're driven, how you're motivated. So um, a lot of these goal setting programs, yeah, you can set these goals, but if you don't really clearly understand how to motivate yourself and how to operate so that you are in your strength zone, you're going to have a really hard time following through your plan. Yeah. And and so I, this helps really dial that in. I'm not a big fan of goal setting just because a lot of people attach a, an emotion to goals. Uh, you know, if I get this house, I'll be happy. If I get this car, right. I'll be happy. And then you, you get the car. And sure, you're happy for like, you know, a day and then right. it just becomes a routine. Um, yep. So it's, it's you know, falling, falling in love with that journey of trying to attain the goal versus actually attaining or not attaining the goal. Um, what If you could, you, you talk about six elements. What's one of the key elements that, that you dive into? Um, so, you know, everybody, everybody has uh, one of the elements is, uh, you know, like I said, all of us have these elements. We, they're, they're things that we have to we have to satisfy. Okay. They're not, they're not something that I'd like to do. We consciously or non-consciously, every single person on the planet has to meet them in one way, shape or form. And so one of the elements of life is, is, is relationships. We were built for community. Okay. We were built for community, but some people, the way that they, the way that they thrive. Okay. So we say that they're, they're out of the six elements, two of the elements are going to be kind of your driving force. It's what really kind of drives your personality, right? So if, if you're a relationally driven person, everything you do in life from brushing your teeth, which I know sounds funny, but brushing your teeth to uh, making a business decision to um, going out to dinner, you're doing that to satisfy your relational element in one way, shape or form. Um, and so um, if I'm relationally based, uh, I'm going to operate different than somebody that is security based, somebody that needs to know exactly what the plan is. And they don't like, they don't like anybody interrupting their routines. They're, they're very, they're very, uh, systematic in everything that they do. And so, um, the way that they're going to, the way they're going to operate is going to be completely different than somebody that's relationally based. They're going to make decisions, sense. something completely different. And so if I understand what I am, I can easily represent everything that I'm doing. If I'm a relationally based person and I've got to go, uh, I've got to go and, and uh, go to the gym. Okay. Well, I know then I can represent going to the gym as helping me build better relationships. If I'm security based, I know I can figure out how it's going to represent building, you know, a more secure future for myself. So understanding that is going to be really valuable to help me motivate myself to go do things that, that I need to do. Uh, makes total sense. Makes total sense. So we are talking to Jesse Smith. He is part of inspiredmotivatedleadership.com. You can check out that website uh, on a break here. You can check him out at jessepaulsmith.com. You got some YouTube videos out there too. Are you dancing? I got a couple of them. You, you'll probably, my, my uh, artist name at the time when I was signed to my record label was JP Roque. So J J P Roque and that's R O Q U E Roque. Yeah. R O U R O Q U E T. 
they're all floating out oh. there somewhere. Oh yeah, I had to throw the T on there just to to be cool because uh, yeah. that's the way it was. <laughs> The original Pete Diddy's in the house, so we're uh, we're going to take a break right here. We'll be back. Uh, you're listening to the Work Life Balance with Rick Morris. Are you frustrated with the overall productivity of your project management processes? Do you lack consistency in project delivery? R Squared Consulting provides end-to-end services to assist companies of all sizes in realizing and improving the value of project management. Whether you want to build a project management office, train project managers, or learn how to bring the oversight and governance to your project processes, R Squared has tailored best practices to help you in all areas of project management. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management, the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? Are you getting the most out of your project management software? In many cases, it is not the software that is failing, but the implementation, limitations, or processes surrounding the use of that software. R-Squared can analyze your current use and help improve your return on investment. R-Squared can also suggest the best software for your organization and goals and assist in the selection, implementation, and training. Allow R-Squared to ensure that you are getting the value of your investment. Visit rsquaredconsulting.com today. Comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the work life balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1 866 472 5790. Again, that's 1 866 472 5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. And we're back to our third segment of the Work-Life Balance uh, this week. We're, we're visiting with Jesse Paul Smith. He's, he's uh, part of the John Maxwell team. He's part of Inspired Motivated Leadership. Came from the uh, entertainment industry as well, and that's how we connected and bonded. And you know, Jesse, you were talking about chasing success earlier, and, and I could see the shift in you, um, and certainly, you know, know what you're trying to, to go after. As as we no longer really chase success, we we chase significance, um, and you know, that's such a, a big shift in, in our lives. And how is how is that you know translating to you? Uh, I know you struggled a lot with your own personal worth and, and value, as did I. Um, 
how, how did that translate for you and, and what are you doing to, to assist others in, in that arena? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I, you know, that word significance is such a, man, that's such a powerful word. And, and, you know, um, you know, we've heard John say this so many times that, you know, once a person chases or once a person tastes significance, success yeah. will never satisfy. And that has been something that's been circling around in my head for a couple of years. And it's, it's really become a lot more clear to me this year, partly because, you know, what significance really means is it means it's, it's that unique, it's that unique, uh, you know, part in life that nobody else can, that nobody else can uh, do, right? So you're the only one that can be you. Everybody can earn a million dollars, right? Everybody can earn a million dollars. So people chase money and chase success because they think that's what's going to give them significance. The problem is, is that that doesn't make them unique. What makes them unique is that nobody can do life. Nobody can do their purpose the way that they can or at the capacity they can, because we're all designed for a specific purpose. And so um, for me, you know, I, I, I was trying to be this dancer. I was trying to be this artist, all doing it in a way that I was trying to, mimic other people because I wanted their significance when I didn't realize that first of all, I wasn't designed for their significance. I was designed for my own and I'm never going to be able to step into that until first of all, I realize that my significance, who I am, my design has value and I don't have to, I don't have to be somebody different. I don't have to learn to do something different. It's in my design, who I am brings value. And once I figure out that who I am brings value, then, then it's understanding, okay, so who I am, what, what is my purpose and what is my significant road in life? And what is it that my design has to offer that nobody else has to offer? And, uh, and so because I, I've been, I've been really, you know, I've been really reflecting on that, um, walking through that. And I think that's a journey too, right? It's not something that you can, you can discover without, without making a couple of few wrong turns. You, you, you don't really know how your clothes fit until you try them on. And so, um, I've, I've been doing that a lot this year and it's been, it's been really, really, really good because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's helping me understand that. Yeah, you do have to, you do have to, um, you know, big dreams and big goals happen with hard work, but it's so much more natural when you come at it from what I was already designed to do, which is being who I was already designed to be. I, I love what you just said, uh, that, that you don't know if the clothes fit until you try them on. Um, you know, a lot of people think that they already know or already discovered their purpose or already understand that, you know, they, they went after this dream and, and they didn't get it. So therefore they're, they're consigned to whatever it is that they're doing now. It, it, a perfect example, right? So I was in the entertainment industry on top of the world, doing a lot of stuff at a very young age, very cool age. Um, and then I lost my father. And when I lost my father, I just kind of cut ties with that whole industry. I cut ties with everybody in, in blue town. Um, and thought that, well, because I didn't finish college and because uh, I did, couldn't do A, B, and C, um, I got into the restaurant industry and you know became one of the youngest managers in the restaurant industry. But at the same time, uh, it was my wife who had to look at me and go, 
dude, you're like 25 now. Get get out of the restaurant industry. <laughs> Go do something, right? Go do something. You like. And I didn't think I was good enough to do anything, right? And and um, yeah. you know, it's it, it's interesting that you you know, I, I kind of consigned and said, well, you know, I missed my shot in, in entertainment. I missed my shot, you know, at, at school, and so. I'll, you know, I'll be one of the, the most liked restaurant managers in the world. Yeah, I, mean, you know, I mean, it was just like consigned, but that wasn't my purpose. Um, and so when did you start to realize that your purpose may be elsewhere outside that entertainment industry? Yeah, that's a really good question. So in 2013, I signed a record deal with a, a small label that had uh, distribution through Universal and and did some touring and stuff. And and that deal went completely sour. And I mean, I had been chasing this dream of mine literally for, you know, at that time I had been chasing it for well over 15 years and everything that I did was a means to an end to get me to the music industry, everything I did. And so my whole life was consumed about how I'm going to get a record deal, how I'm going to, how I'm going to become famous or become a superstar. And you know, the, at the core of who I was, the reason why I really wanted to do music, and I didn't really understand this until after my failed record deal, but I really wanted to do music because I just loved inspiring people. You know, I was, I was bullied as a kid. Um, I used to get the, I used to get the crap kicked out of me when I was a kid and, and picked on and, and ignored. And, you know, I just was a lover of people and I did everything to please people. Cause I thought if I would do something cool, if I would do something, you know, different or big, then people would love me. So everything that I did was to, to get people to love me. But then, um, you know, I, I felt I had really, really low self-esteem and it was interesting because, um, I had a conversation with somebody when I was in 11th grade and it was with a, a football player that was like the most popular kid in school. And he was talking about how he would do anything to get people to really love him because he had all these people that liked him, but they liked him because of what he did, not because of who he was. And, yeah. you know, when I started real really realizing that there was more people out there, even some of the most popular kids that I knew, you know, they really they really uh, struggled with the same things I did. And, and it drove me to be the, the guy that, what if I could inspire people? What if I could show people that, you know what, they, they, they were worth something? You know, uh, the, the little guys, the, the people that didn't have a voice, what if I could inspire them to show them that they could do big things? That started to become my driving force, but I thought that I had to do it through music and I thought I had to do it in a certain way. And, um, when my record deal failed, um, you know, I was 32 years old. I was almost bankrupt. I was broke. I was depressed. Uh, and I felt like I completely missed it in life. I failed. I thought I was a complete waste. And it was interesting because it took me joining a corporate, well, a a sales job again, which was completely out of the, out of the, out of the, the realm of what I wanted to do. I went from touring the country to selling hearing aids. I went from the, the flash and lights to looking in people's ears and playing in their earwax, like totally the opposite of where you <laughs> wanted to go. And, and, but the interesting thing was, was that I started to see that, that you could still do, you could st- my purpose was to inspire and motivate people, but it could still happen in a different way. And, and, and then what would happen at the John Maxwell concert or conference showed me that just because it doesn't happen a certain way, 
doesn't mean that your your giftings or your talents for me music i thought music was dead for me no i just don't need to do music through a record label touring the country as a music artist i can still use music and dance to be a part of my design a part of my way to connect with people and still inspire people it just looks completely different and so i i really came to this understanding that you know it doesn't have to be this cookie cutter way, whatever you, whatever your purpose is, you know, Paul, Martin, Paul Martinelli will say this. He says, you know, you need to get married to the idea. Don't get married to the plan. If the plan doesn't work, doesn't mean you need to throw the idea out the window. And, and that's what I'm really learning is that maybe the plan isn't your design. You're trying to do something. You're trying to live out your purpose in a plan that wasn't designed for you. That doesn't mean your idea is wrong. That doesn't mean your purpose is whacked. It doesn't mean that you're no longer meant to do what you know in your heart you're meant to do. It's just that you need to be more aware that there is more opportunities out there to do it than just the avenue that you think that's out there to do it in. Yeah, and, and when when I heard that from Paul the first time too, it, it's interesting because uh, first of all, I had a side joke for you when you're doing that. Love, I'd love for, for somebody to make a joke like, for when you're getting on stage, say, well, go do your little song and dance. And then you actually can sing and you actually <laughs> yeah. can. I think that would be yeah. awesome. We got to set that up on stage somehow. Like, yeah, he's going to come out here, do a little song and dance, right? Almost blow it off and then have you <laughs> blow them up. That'd be awesome. Uh, so that just went through my head and sorry, I had to get that out. Um, but um, no, it, when, when Paul was talking about, um, you know, not, not falling in love with the plan, but falling in love with the journey, falling in love with your purpose. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I think what you do is so you're, you're so good at it. You, it. It's so cool. And instantly you went from a relative stranger in front of 4,000 people to 3,000 people wanting to be your business partner in, <laughs> in two and a half minutes. I mean, in two and a half minutes, everybody want to know who you were. Um, and that's, that's a very powerful, powerful presence to be able to then take that to your message. So I love what you're doing, brother, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate that been a lot of fun it's it's you know especially for i i put i put music and dancing down for four years i didn't touch it i thought it was done i thought i needed to bury it and so you know to see that come back and actually see that oh wait just because i'm a you know i i help businesses and i help entrepreneurs i help ceos i don't need to put a suit on to do it like i can still live out my design and still make an impact. And, and, you know, the voice that the, the other thing that I've really learned is that my voice is meant for a certain audience and I'm, I've got to be okay that it's not everybody. Um, I've got to be okay that I'm not going to resonate with everybody because the best, the best way that I'm going to make an impact is first of all, I got to be me a hundred percent. And then when I am me, the audience that I do resonate with, I can serve at the highest level. And, and that's what I need to be focused on. I want to make an impact in the greatest way possible. And if that means that I can't do it with everybody, that's okay. I just want to do it effectively with those that I'm meant to do it with. Yeah. The, the, the way things blended for me, you know, you take Martinelli's where, where don't fall in love with the plan, but I also take that with the, with a very humble moment that, that John Maxwell shares with us when he's talking about uh, writing books and how his first one wasn't very good. And, and they always say, what's your favorite book? And it's always the last one he, he wrote because it was the very best that he had. As he looked at developing the leader within you, right? And he was only supposed to do what, 18, 20% rewrite. And he ended up writing almost 85% of the book yeah. because he disagreed. I take those two concepts and blend them for, for me personally saying, you know, the plan that failed for me 
was the best I could come up with at the time. That's the best I had. It was the, yep. the, my leadership lid, right? The, the law of sacrifice, all the different laws coming together saying this was the best I could do at the time. But now, just because that was the best that I could do at the time 10 years ago doesn't mean I can't right, rewrite yep. the plan now. Yep. Um, so that, that's been a big impact uh, in, in me. And you know, this whole you know, Mickey Mouse Club thing coming together, in, you know, that's bringing me back into the industry. I, I produced an album that, uh, that everybody who listens to the show has heard the first 10 seconds of, but uh, otherwise not many people have heard. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it just, uh, you know, it, it got me back into the industry, got me where I, where I love to be. Um, but you're, you're right. It's different. It's, it's just a different thing. So I want to catch your reflections on that. Uh, right after we come back, we'll also uh, let people know how to get in touch with you and we'll ask the question we asked all of our guests, but we're going to take our final break right here on this Friday show of the work-life balance. You're listening to Rick Morris. In today's hyper fast, super competitive business world on time is now too late on budget is now too expensive and today's innovation is tomorrow's antique, which means app releases that used to happen regularly now need to happen continuously, while always delivering experiences that keep your customers coming back for more. In other words, you need to be agile, and there's no better way to get there than with agile management from CA Technologies, a complete set of solutions and services that make agility a reality so you can anticipate and rapidly respond to change and immediately incorporate customer feedback, build a flexible bridge between ideas and execution, and transform app delivery from an endpoint into an always-on part of your development lifecycle while ensuring an exceptional service experience. So be the one who wins. App after app, day after day, with Agile Management from CA. Winning in the application economy means executing a business strategy that gets the hottest products and apps out the door and into market faster than ever before. But what happens when hot is suddenly not? Can you instantly pivot and prioritize your plans and investment portfolio to react to the new reality and make sure your strategy is right on target? You will with CA Project and Portfolio Management the proven solution that enables agile, effective decision-making across your entire investment portfolio. Unlike other tools, CAPPM is designed to work the way you do. Doers are empowered, planners are enabled, helpers are elevated, and customers are engaged. All while you maximize performance and portfolio value. It's little wonder that CAPPM is the industry leader with more than 2 million happy users worldwide, not to mention world-class consulting and implementation partners. So why not give CA Project and Portfolio Management a closer look and make everything you've got put you out in front? When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to the Work-Life Balance. To reach Rick Morris or his guest today, we'd love to have you call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, Rick can be reached at rmorris at rsquaredconsulting.com. Now, back to the Work-Life Balance. 
And we're back for our final section of the work-life balance. And the music you were just listening to comes from a group called The Party. That was the song Switch. You can find that on Spotify. And the, the Joe, Jesse, you'll, you'll, you'll appreciate this. So we did these rips. You know, I, I funded this, this album. It never really saw the light of day. But when I was asked about this, this radio show, um, they were like, hey, do you want some lead-in music? But it's got to be royalty-free. And the first thing I thought of was like, I paid a quarter of a million dollars for a beat. So <laughs> <laughs> this beat's mine. <laughs> yeah. I own this. But he's got a problem it. with it. Uh, I, I paid for this. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's been my lead in music ever since. There you um, go. Coming back, tell people how to get in touch with you. How can they find the system that you were talking about? How do they get you to come speak to, to their youth groups? How, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can find us, uh, you know, of course, on Facebook, Inspired Motivated Leadership. Um, of course, we've got a website, inspiredmotivatedleadership.com. Um, and uh, I have also my own uh, profile page, uh, Facebook page, just Jesse Paul Smith. So you can hit me up on any of those, uh, Jesse Paul Smith on Instagram as well. And so one of the questions we ask every one of our guests uh, is, what's some of the best advice you've ever received? Man, the best advice I've ever received is, uh, I think it was, um, it's honestly, it's been, it's been, uh, something that was not necessarily spoken to me, but more realized, uh, just over this last summer and, and I guess everything coming to a, a head in, in, um, August was, you know, first understand who you are and understand that who you are has so much value. You don't have to try to be somebody else. Um, you don't have to try to act, talk, walk, be like anybody else. Um, really embrace who you are and, and do that the most authentic way you possibly can, because it's been out of that, that I have, I have been able to, be comfortable in my own skin, which ultimately gives me the ability to, like I said, serve at the highest level, perform at the highest level, um, and not have to worry about what anybody else is thinking. Um, and I think that's one of the biggest things performers deal with is what is so-and-so thinking? What is people thinking? And when you come from that place, you're always second-guessing yourself, you're doubting yourself. And, and whenever you've got fear and doubt, in the mixed, you are not operating at your potential. You're not operating at your highest level. And so, um, just really understanding that, you know, first understanding who you are and, and who you are has value. And when you get really comfortable there, man, it's just such a freeing place to be. And it allows you to operate in such a, in such a different place, uh, that there's, there's nowhere else like it. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, when, when your, your passion and your purpose collide, then, uh, then life's a lot of fun. There's <laughs> just yeah, no it doubt really about is. it. Life is a lot of fun. Um, so any other things, uh, give you a final moment here just to share anything else that you want with the audience that, that you want them to take away from, from our conversation today? I, I think, you know, if you haven't really, if you haven't really dug in and, and, and sometimes it takes, like I said, you know, you got to try your clothes on before you know they can fit. So, you know, I would say shut down all the noise and, and, and it's going to take you getting away for a second, you know, maybe take a day, take a weekend and just get away and start really reevaluating who is it that I am? What, what are the things that I really 
am passionate about? What are the things that really excite me? What are the things that I know that I'm, I'm good at? And, and, uh, and, you know, I think when, when you take some time to clear your head and you actually embrace that, um, you find a lot of peace. And uh, most people will think, you know, we're such in a busy culture where it's like, man, I just don't have that kind of time. Um, you know, and it's kind of that whole thing. I, I can't afford to take that much time. I'm going to tell you this. You can't afford not to take it. You can't afford not to take it. If you're struggling really with understanding who you are and, and you, you, you notice your results, your life is really not where you want it to be. Um, I would really challenge you to really evaluate like, who is it that you are and, and what, where, you know, where do you want to see yourself go? And, 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 you know, even asking some people, um, some other people that you're closest to, like when they see you, what do they see? What do they see your talents as? What do they see you passionate about and, and getting people's input? I mean, that's honestly that again, that, that happened for me at IMC. I had people come up to me and said, man, why aren't you doing this? Like I see a different side of you when you do this, you know, like you said, I was virtually unknown to the JMT world. I was virtually unknown. And when I stepped into who I was, not only did I have people that knew who I was, but then I had connections that I'm starting to develop relationships with people that I believe are going to be a part of the next chapter of my purpose. And I'd have never experienced that had I not just embraced who I was. For sure. For sure. Well, Jesse, I appreciate you hanging out. You're going to come back. You can come hang with us on another show. Absolutely, man. If you, uh, if you have the guts to ask me back, ask, absolutely. Oh, dude, you, you, you'll be back. You'll be back. We may do one, uh, live from, uh, MMC in May. We'll see what happens. That'd be great. Um, so next week, uh, we're going to have Laura Brandenburg on. She's a founder and CEO of Bridging the Gap is an online training company. And she's going to be talking about, uh, some steps to building passive income with digital products. So we're excited to have her on the show. We'll have her next week. Uh, one final shout out to uh, Jesse Paul Smith. Uh, again, I've coined him the original P. Diddy. I'll take uh, full credit <laughs> for that. And uh, we uh, love you, brother. We appreciate you. Um, to the audience, thank you so much for hanging out with us as always. And we will be back here next Friday right here on the Work-Life Balance. You've been listening to Rick Morris. Thank you for joining us this week. The Work-Life Balance with Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now that the weekend is here, it's time to rethink your priorities and enjoy it. We'll see you on our next show.